Hello, and welcome to the Table and Well podcast. I'm Tennyson. And I'm Janelle. Thank you for joining us as we discuss topics and give practical tools that help you live, grow, and be in healthy, joy-filled relationships with God, yourself, and others. For more information and resources, or if you're looking for coaching, connection, and community, please visit tableandwellco.com. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Hello, and thank you for joining us today for the Table and Well podcast. This is episode number 25. We are so excited you're here with us. Please feel free to download and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite listening platform. And also, please leave us a five-star rating and a comment Uh, We're learning that the more comments we have and the more five-star ratings we have, the easier it is for people just like you to find us and to begin their journey on their relational healing. This is part two of our new series called The Half-Brain Church, How the Church Has Lost Its Ever-Loving Mind. Uh, Again, guys, this title is simply because we really believe that the church is only using half of our brain. Um, and today in this podcast, you we are going to talk about the left side of the brain and the right side of the brain and and the roles they play in spiritual formation, character development and true transformation. This is not a topic that a lot of people are talking about. Honestly, I haven't really heard anyone talk about this other than the people where we have been learning from and gleaning from and and listening to and really taking into account everything that they're saying about how this works and how our brain is really being underutilized in spiritual formation and all those different things I just mentioned. So again, this series comes from a book called The Other Half of Church that is written by Jim Wilder and Michael Hendricks. And we're taking a lot of things that they say, things that the Lord has really put on our heart and given us revelation on. And putting it all together, um, Jim Wilder is fantastic, and he is a neurotheologian. So what he is doing is he's looking at how the brain is designed to work, how God designed the brain to work, and overlaying scripture with that. And we're doing the same thing. This is how Jesus operated when he was on the earth. So let's get back to doing that. He produced a ton of fruit, and I think we want to do that too. So here it is, part two of the Half Brain Church. How the church has lost its ever-loving mind. Okay, so we are back and we are here to talk about what in the world, why does the brain have anything to do with church? Okay. The series is called The Half-Brain Church Mm -hmm. and we went there. We did. We were inspired to go there. We were inspired to go there. We're going to be those crazy people who talk about (laughs) the brain and brain science and church. I know. And what Go it looks figure. like and why it ties into being a Christian. I know. It's it's one of those things that I think we said this before. I think I know I said it in the open last time that it's not something anybody's ever talking about. We don't talk no. about how the brain actually was designed to function inside of church, the way that God designed it to work, and its huge importance on everything that has to do with our faith, our beliefs, and just relationships in general with how right. we talk to each other, like right now in our marriages, how you talk to the guy at the grocery store, right. all those things. But it, but the way he designed it is for us to be able to use it fully. Right. In the context of life and family. Right. And, to be actually whole brained. Yes. And we're all walking around knowing that something's not working, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't think any of us are fooled right now into thinking 
that our relationships are going great and everything's yeah, super healthy and they just flow and they're easy and comfortable. Not that relationships are 24 seven comfortable, but there's like this void. I think Mm -hmm. that we can all feel and there's a void in church that we can feel like something is not working. We're not resolving conflicts. Well, yeah, I go to church, but like I walk out and Mm -hmm. nothing's really changed. And gosh, what is that about? So, or even, Sorry, but even when like when people leave church or they move or something like that, it's like there's not this deep like, man, I'm going to really miss them. Or there's this right. deep like longing like I'm there. They were we were connected in such a way mm-hmm. that I'm I'm going to really miss something. I think some people have had that experience yeah. on a relational level, but I think a Sunday morning service. Sure. Mm, True. Maybe yes. not so much. Okay. But those who have gone deeper and done life on life, there's a reason for that, though, yeah. isn't there? Yeah. But the Sunday morning church experience, yes, I think most of us don't walk away with this deep loss um, because there's something that's still missing. Right. So let's not let's not go too far down that path. Let's, yeah, but let's, let's talk about in. the really practical. What in the heck do we even mean by whole brain? Mm-hmm. What parts of the brain are we going to talk about? Why do they matter? And what are they meant to do and, and how this plays into the church? So we've talked about this before on in the series. And, and if you haven't listened to the last series, go back and listen to it because it's yes. really good. But we talk about the brain function and how every single thing that happens to us, every experience that we have follows a path in our brains. Yes. It starts on the lower right side of our brains. Mm-hmm. It goes up to the top. It crosses over to the left side and it comes back down. And we talk about left brain, right brain. And oh, like for me, I work in accounting. So I use a lot of my left brain and or I'm an engineer. So I'm really heavy left brained or oh, I'm really creative. So I'm really heavy right brain. We're not necessarily talking about that. What we're talking about is an experience and the travel that it makes to your brain and how it creates transformation Mm -hmm. in you. For some people, that's not good transformation. But it's intended to be good transformation if we know how to follow the pathway. Exactly. And and why is that important? Like right. when it when it travels, when it starts in the back right side of our brain, what is that? Mm-hmm. Moving to the front part of our brain, what is that? And then going over to the left side of our brain and moving backwards, why is that so important? And how does that translate into transformation inside the context of church? Right. So let's let's go ahead and Let's, do you want to start with the right side of the brain? Sure. Okay. You can start the right side of the brain. Let's start there because that's where the path starts. So yeah. the right side of our brain is responsible for our identity. It is that part that when we wake up in the morning, we just know who we are. Like we don't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. We just are. Yep. When things are not going well and maybe we're battling depression, you can feel that. The moment you wake up, it's like, oh, you're not thinking, oh, I'm depressed currently. You are feeling and that is truth Mm -hmm. to you because that's where your brain starts. That's the first thing it feels and identifies with as it wakes up. Or if you're super excited about life and things are going great and you know who you are and you're confident and you're feeling good about what's going on, same type of thing. You're not processing all these like logical thoughts. It just is. It just is. It's the feelings. They just are. Mm -hmm. They're there. And it's the, and, and it's, that again, it's that the first thing that you feel is that I, it's it starts in the right side and it is just there. It's who you are. It's what you feel is what you know. It's why you wake up in the morning, like you said, knowing exactly who you are. It's why you have a feeling before you have a knowing. 
Ooh, that's good. It's yeah. like you just sometimes like you get into a situation and you're like, man, this just feels weird. Right. Something's not Something's right. Not right. Or somebody says something to you and, and it evokes this visceral, I can't say the word. Visceral. <laughs> visceral reaction. Mm-hmm. It just comes right out. And you have no idea why. Where it came from. from. Or you could be really excited about something that's going to happen and you actually have no idea what's happening at the actual thing. Yeah. But there's just this anticipation inside of you that you know of. So it's that knowing before. I'm sorry. It's the feeling before Mm -hmm. the knowing. Right. Yeah. Um, It's so funny because I think. On a side note, we talk about feelings and, and I feel like people are like, oh, but don't trust your feelings. Yeah. Guys, it's part of human life. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you, like there's been such a, a lie that's been created that feelings are untrustworthy and and like this, this evil force in our lives. Mm-hmm. And we have come to learn that that is absolutely not true. Should you be ruled and governed by them? No, absolutely not. Right. However, they are one of the biggest gifts we've been given as humans and they are what make us human. Yes. And they're trying to tell you something. Yeah. If they have, have something to say. If you're excited about something or you're sad about something, or you have this feeling of anger or whatever it might be, it's you're, they're trying to tell you something. So right. it's, it's good then to be able to take time to think about and say, okay, why am I feeling what I'm feeling? Right. Um, and, and begin to walk that out and process that out yeah. because it could be something that happened yesterday or it could be something that happened seven, eight, nine, ten, twenty 20 years ago. Right. That is contributing to what you're feeling in this moment. Yeah. This is now a little tangent. Yeah, we've uh, <laughs> that's OK. But I actually heard this quote yesterday and it was like, oh, it's like your past is not your past until you have acknowledged it, processed it and basically worked it through. Hmm. Otherwise it continues to be your present. Like your past is your present until you have acknowledged it, processed it and released it. That was what it was. Anyway, that's a bonus. That's that's for free. But the reason why the, the right brain is such a big deal too. And why feelings even play into this Mm -hmm. is because the right brain is responsible for the whole relational exchange in our life. Yes. So it, it's where, it's what holds who we love. It's mm-hmm. what holds who we're attached to. Yep. It's where our ability to feel like we talked about, but it's also where our ability to calm ourselves exists as yes, well. It does. Um, it's where it manages the strongest relational connections that we have mm-hmm. with God should be with first us. and foremost and with ourselves and with other people. That's where all of that sits. The relational side of our brain is honestly really underused. Oh, for sure. Somehow we've learned to really bypass it, right? But but just like we were talking about before, there's been messages of, well, don't feel. That's right. untrustworthy. Yes. So we're just like trying to like speed past the right side of our brain and get to the left side. But it does not work that way. No. You can't, in brain science, you cannot just function in the left side of your brain without getting through the right side first. However, what we can do is build some really unhealthy pathways through the right side of our yes. brain to bypass feelings, to bypass relational connection, to buy because it's wounding and mm-hmm. it's hurt us. So we we find ways to find short routes and, and yeah. hidden hidden paths. And so here's the thing, though. Again, God designed us. He designed our brains to work a very specific way. And even if we don't acknowledge it and we create our own little pathways, that's still how it works, guys. It still starts right. in the back right side of your relational brain and runs through your so the attachment center, which we'll get into, then it runs through your identity center of who you are and right. and all those things, and then it goes to the right left side of your brain where you start to logically figure all those things out. Right. Whether we acknowledge it or not, right. 
whether that's we how, want it to be true it to or not. not. Yeah. And, and if you think about it, so let's think about this for a second, though, too, real quick before we, again, tan, before we move on. But why do we make short, why do we create our own little short pathways? Because we don't want to feel what that feeling is, or we yeah. don't want to deal with that relationship, or we don't want to right. do those things. So we create the short path mm-hmm. to not have to deal with it. Yeah, or in reality, we've had maybe some real life experience Absolutely. that has... That our brain has yes. stored as, oh, shoot, that's not safe. Oh, relationships and attachment isn't safe because my experience has been that that's not safe. So we've talked about this in the last past video, but also an important part of the right side of the brain is also where a lot of this fight, flight or freeze that you hear about mm-hmm. is processed. Yes. So all of this is happening at a subconscious level long before you ever even have a thought about any of those things of oh, I don't like being in this room with all these people and it make and like I'm feeling afraid right now. Like you've processed through half of your right side of your brain before you ever even get there and have a way to articulate yes. and then make a plan about what you're going to do about it. You have this visceral reaction that's happening on the right side of your brain prior. So here's, the, yeah, and with that, and the reason for that is what I meant to say is that the right side of your brain processes information at six times a second. So Mm -hmm. six times a second, you are scanning and processing information in your head, your surroundings, whatever's going on, reaction, your circumstances, your brain, right side of your brain is processing at six times a second, six times a second, your left side of your brain. And it really is pre-conscious. It's yeah, pre-conscious. You have an actual thought. Well, because that, yeah, that processing happens pre-conscious. Exactly. Because the left side of your brain, which is more honestly, the conscious side of your brain, if you think about it in this, in this, Mm -hmm. the way it's laid out only processes information at five times a second. Mm -hmm. So your right side relational is processing one tenth or one hundredth, one thousandth of a second and experiential and experiential. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Faster than the left side of your brain. Mm -hmm. And so, Without going, we'll talk about this part. I know. I feel like we're doing like a super drive-by of brain science. And so (laughs) any of you who are listening who are actually really knowledgeable in brain science, we aren't trying to delve into the intricacies of this, nor are we trying to do a brain science lesson here. We're trying to give some overall general, Mm -hmm. yeah, this is kind of the caveat of just understand, just some basic understanding of how the brain works. Right. How the brain works. Yes. How the brain works. Related to just in general, but specifically related to the church and relationship and relationship. And so, so if you hear that, if you have any, (laughs) and I'll just put this on here. Like if you, if you heard something, put it in a comment down there and we will love to talk to you (laughs) about it it and we'll chat it out. We'd love to do that. So the goal here, like I said, is not, is not the detail pieces, but you're right. How the right brain does process faster than Mm -hmm. the left side of the brain. That is why. We do things and we're like, why Why? the heck did I do that? Yeah, I know better. Like even Paul said, okay, I know what I'm supposed to be doing, but I'm not doing it. (laughs) You know, and and we're like, oh, Paul, pull yourself together, bro. Like you should know how to behave well. Oh, does that mean you're sinning and you could have chosen better and you didn't? No, actually, I believe what he was referring to is that right side of his brain that he's doing things. Mm And acting on those experiences that he's had yeah. prior to ever getting a chance to think about what choice he might like to make. Yeah. And we're going to, the next podcast, we'll yes. talk about that. But that is called character. Yes. And that is called identity. Mm-hmm. So, And we'll get there. So bottom line is this, guys. Right side of your brain 
is responsible for all relational parts of your life. So again, your um, strongest relational connections, your identity, whether it be individual and community. Um, it's also where all the experiences of emotions and connected and your connections are stored. Yes. Um, it's the place where, um, I mean, think of it this way. We are, if you think about it, we are a collection of our experiences and the people that we are connected to and love the most. Mm-hmm. That's all relational right side of our brain. Right. So then there's the left side of the brain. So we've made it through the right side of the brain, mm-hmm. whether in a really healthy way or whether in our, our awesome short cuts that we've created. Yes. We make it to the left side of the brain. And honestly, I think most of humanity is comfortable here. Oh, yeah. I know I was comfortable here. Oh, yeah. This is the side of your brain that's phenomenal at problem solving, likes to collect knowledge. Reasoning. Reasoning. Yep. Good. A plus B equals C. Right. That cause and effect in our relationships. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I'm not friends with Susie because she, you know, or I don't like this because it. Mm-hmm. We have these really tangible thoughts that we're, we're able to put together, even though um, and even logically like, well, I know I should. I know logically this shouldn't be something I'd want to avoid. Like, why am I uncomfortable here? Yeah. Oh, there's a whole right side of our brain. Yeah. So but what does that have to do with the church? The, yeah. So the left side super simple because yeah. we all know we live here, right? Yeah, we, this is our world. we work here. This mm-hmm. is where we're at pretty much eight hours of our day. Uh, those of us who work in what we would call a heavy left brain industry where we're doing accounting or engineering or some sort of heavy problem solving. And we can we have the luxury of not having to work with people that do that. Um, you don't have to exercise the rest out of your brain. You don't. I mean, yeah. it every every thought still goes through the path. But yeah. for the most part, we're kind of chugging along in that left side of our yeah. brain. Um, go ahead. No, no, just going to just go into that. You know, so again, the, the what does this have to do with church? Right. All everything we just said, what does it have to do with church? Right. So the Bible talks about that in in Scripture, it says. You shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Yep. So we know truth, which we would say, well, of course we know truth. That's in the left side of our brain. Like, I know what Scripture says, and I know what I should be doing. Mm-hmm. And we interpret that in church oftentimes as that's just the way it is, right? Yep. Like, mm-hmm. okay, so now go do better. Go choose better. You now know the truth. Right. You just listen to a to a one-hour message on whatever the truth the is. Truth. Now go do the thing that we told you to do. Right. Left brain. Yes. Left brain. Yes. Nothing to do with, I experienced Jesus today, but I just learned some knowledge. Mm-hmm. And so I now know better. And so now I should, should go do, do better. better. But I, that's not what scripture <laughs> meant. Yeah. Because everything that that God refers to in the Bible as our instruction is not one side of the brain or the other. Right. It is truly whole brain. Whole brain, yes. Because we're designed as humans to operate, I love the way this is put, but as like a dual core processor. Yep, All right. So we're not meant to operate only right brain, as awesome as that description is that we gave that's like, this is where you love people well, and this is where you attach to people, yes. and this is where the human experience and really deep exists. relationship happens, and right. the longing of our hearts is to be known and to be loved and to be seen. Yep. And that's, that's all mostly right brain. Yeah. But he's not saying like do that and and, and and disregard your left brain. And actually we had a super fun time at uh, our community table this last week where we talked about lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him. Yeah. And we came to this revelation of, wait a second, God didn't say don't have any understanding. Mm-hmm. Don't solve any problems. Never make a plan. Right. 
you know, just disregard that left side of your brain. It only leads you astray. Right. You know, we're not, we're not doing that. No, he says, just don't lean on it. Yeah. Have understanding. Yep. Have knowledge. Have plans. Yes. Just don't lean on them. Yeah. In all your ways, acknowledge me. Mm-hmm. And I'll direct your path. Yep. And so when when he's talking about, we believe when he's talking about, and you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. We're talking about that whole brained life experience of knowing. Yes. Where there's a knowing that happens on both sides of the brain. And it's a deep knowing, like this just deep mm-hmm. understanding, deep knowing of, mm, yeah. Yeah. And I would say even maybe... A surface knowing, but it is an experience. It, yes. Just like we talk about, there's so much conversation about trauma these days mm-hmm. and how trauma affects us. And trauma affects us and shifts our whole tra- trajectory because it is a whole brained experience. Very true. Yeah. Um, it, you know, we have this experience that moves up that right side mm-hmm. of our brain, fight, fr- flight, or freeze, and then we go into whatever the reaction is, fight, flight, or freeze, which is on the left side of the brain. So we have the experience and then we react to it in some mm-hmm. sort of way. And trauma trauma happens in the midst of that. However, so does life mm. in the good. Yes. The same type of way. And so that's what we're talking about when it comes to knowing is that trauma is the flip side of it. Yes. And what? I'm referring to it because people are like, oh, but I know what that people was People understand like. that. Was, yeah, people, people understand. Under, it's interesting. People understand that part of the, the brain breaking trauma, but they okay. but we we don't really understand how um Yeah, because nobody would love say oh trauma is only a left side issue. I just didn't yeah. solve the problem well. Yeah, no one oh. ever say that. Mm-mm, yeah. No. That's interesting. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Um it's that's a, a Pandora's box. Yeah. But so when we talk about you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free, we're talking about a whole brained experience. Mm-hmm. And why is that important? So we know it's important because that's the way the Lord designed us mm-hmm. to live. But where does that even come into play in the church? Are we having whole-brained experiences mm, that's really good. in the church? Yeah, That's part of the question we're asking through this podcast or exploring. Yeah, exploring it and, and, and posing that question to you just to even think about it yourself. I mean, let's think about this for a second, too. And I think we mentioned this in the in the um, first podcast, but or the first of the series, but we talk about just kind of how the church is operating today. The church operates, if you think about it, guys, very left-brained. Our mm-hmm. church, church, our church service, the typical Western church service on a Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, even at Bible studies, is a very left-brained operation. Because mm-hmm. that's where we go in and we say, okay, mm-hmm. here you go, left-brained people. Here is your knowledge. Here is your information. Here's your truth. Here's your truth mm-hmm. that you should just believe. You might not have ever experienced this to be truth. We're not worried about that right now. We just need you to know the facts, mm-hmm. that these facts are true. Yes. And then we walk out. Right. And then remember, <laughs> it goes it goes back to, to what we talked about in the first in our last podcast, where I talked about transformation equals truth plus better choices plus power. It's like, so you go to the Bible study. So this, this is how it play out. You go to the Bible study and you get truth because the word of God is truth. It is. Absolutely. It's the unfallible word of God. It's okay. truth. So we get the truth. And then we get the, okay, now go make better choices because now you know the truth. Mm-hmm. And, but we know we're not strong enough to do it on our own. So we need the power of the Holy Spirit in us to help us make the better choice based on the truth that we now know, which will equal a change in my life. 
Right. Good behavior. Good behavior, which is actually right. But the, the yes, that's not it. Because no, what we have missed and what has not been talked about is truth plus experience. Mm-hmm. Experiencing that truth. Yes. Equals. Equals transformation. Transformation. Plus the Holy Spirit. I mean, all. Hope. Right. Yeah. We're not disregarding Please, yes. the Holy Spirit in the midst of that. But we can tell that there's no fruit coming out of here's some knowledge. Now go choose better. Yes. And ask God to help you to choose better because you're going to realize that you can't choose better because you suck at choosing. Well, yeah, you suck at choosing if you're only getting to use your left brain and if it only has to do with knowledge. Yeah. Oh, gosh, no, that's not that's not possible. However, if I'm given the opportunity to have truth Mm -hmm. and then I'm given the opportunity to experience that truth with others. Mm hmm. Or with the Lord. Yep. Then I get transformation and I become a different person. That truth then goes from being knowledge on the left side of my brain, information being stored, to literally my identity. Yes. Mm. So it goes from being I'm a Christian because I know these things to be true. Mm Mm-hmm. In the left side of my brain, right. knowledge, mm-hmm. to I'm a Christian because I know these things to be true. Yes. Because I have experienced them as truth. And we've talked about salvation being that experience. Uh-huh. And I don't know, should we save this one, save this we'll, little piece for the next we podcast? Will. Yeah. But guys, that's the difference here. Left brain, I'm a Christian because I know things to be true. Mm-hmm. Left side. Yep. Facts. I, facts. I know some I know facts, facts to be true. Yep. And then I'm a Christian because I know these things to be true because I have experienced them. Relationship and experience. That's mm-hmm. why I know they're to be. I, I know that they are true. Mm-hmm. That's so, that's yeah. what it is. It's it's easiest. Easy, the easiest example would be this. We all know that Jesus loves me. This, this I, I know. Am. Like we could do the whole the prayer. But it's so funny because it goes for the Bible tells, tells me, me so. tells me so. Mm. That's hmm. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so literally, it's so, so Jesus loves me. This I know for the Bible tells me so. Okay, that's that that's truth. Truth. That is very that's truth, and that's very and that's left brain. And so, but if you've never experienced what love is, right, you can't even quantify what that means, what that feels like, what that looks like. Mm-hmm. What that sounds like, you have no idea. And if you, and, and now here's the thing, though. Let me let me back that up. Let's say your version of love is unhealthy. That's uh-huh. what your experience is. Right. Your experience is a love of someone that is abusive, or your experience is love. It, what it looks like to you is that uh, no one ever sticks around, or whatever it might be. And that's that's your version of love. Mm-hmm. Because that's through your experience, through, your experience mm-hmm. through the relationships that you've had. Mm-hmm. So when you say Jesus loves me, this I know. Now your your thought process is, well, Jesus isn't reliable. He's not going to be there. Because that's what love looks like. Because that's what love looks like. Maybe he uses me. Uh-huh. To or maybe just build for his, his own, own thing. His own thing, yeah. Maybe, maybe I only exist for his pleasure. Mm-hmm. Like, oh. Yeah. And so... But we're but so think about that in how much damage we're doing and have done in the church by letting that be enough or pretending like that's enough to just tell people Jesus loves you. You should know because the Bible tells you that. Mm-hmm. 
And then people are like, yeah, but my experience of love has been awful. Right. And I don't, I don't know what that means. And then, so where can I experience different love? Right. Hmm. They right. Don't, yeah. And, and they don't even, begin rewriting my experience. Right. They don't even know where to go and what that no. looks like. But shouldn't that be what the church is? Shouldn't church be the place where we're not saying to people, you should know that Jesus loves you because that's what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't it be like God said, like Jesus said, they'll know that you're Christians by your love for one another. Yeah. Like experientially, mm-hmm. people will know that you follow me. Because you love each other well, not because you tell each other mm-hmm. to love each other yep. or you tell each other that the Bible says you love whatever, whatever, <laughs> right. whatever. It's like, oh, we've missed it. But it is simple enough that it is just the brain. Yep. It's it just is. the brain. Just the brain. And how we function in it and realizing that there's a piece that we're missing. We've got to slow down, back up and realize, oh, man, it's got to be more than just facts, facts, information and problem solving. Yeah. It, it really does need to be experienced. So what does church look like to experience Jesus Yeah, and a relationship with him? Yeah. And we're going to talk about that in our next podcast. And we're also going well, to... in the coming ones. In the coming ones. So that's for sure. Yeah, there's yeah. so much. <laughs> but we're also going to look at... So that the whole concept of gaining those experiences of what love looks like. What does it mean to be in a healthy, whatever, what does it mean to, what does it look like to be in um, community with people? How does that actually shape my life? How does that affect my identity? How does that shape my character? How does that like all of those things? Someone asked me um, a little bit ago, like what, what's the Lord been speaking to you? And um, you know, recently, and I said, honestly, right now it is the importance of, community. It's the importance of um, living whole-brained and what that looks like and how that affects your character, how that affects transformation, how that affects identity, um, and really being able to tell people that and help people understand that it's so important for us to be in healthy community. And the old statement of who you hang out with is who you are is very true because that's how the brain is designed You've been listening to the Table and Well podcast. New episodes stream every Tuesday. Please subscribe on your favorite streaming service.